I don't listen to what people say Cause you talk a lot don't really mean you know the way Out here on my grind cause I'm trying to elevate Get up in the morning, hit the ground and meditate Ready for my day, got a plan, I don't need to wait Mind clear, energy, and I'm feeling great It's a good life, it could be another way To me it's everything, never just another day Nah Welcome, Welcome to, to the, the No Titles, Titles Necessary, Necessary Podcast. Podcast. It's your boy, Demerit. I'm here. And it's your girl, Hot Toddy, actress, sex symbol, and fashion extraordinaire. I mean, you here? That's it? Yeah. Okay. Can we finish it? Yeah. Well, we talk streets to politics. The bed to the boardroom. Now, what's the issue? You got a problem with me just being here? No, because if you was just here, if you wasn't here. I would have a problem because then I would be here by myself. Well, unlike you who always say I'm here to get in that ass, I'm here to say I'm here to get into this conversation. So are you here? Like I'm here. I'm here like you're here just in a different way. I'm here and I'm like, I'm like Mike Tyson about to bite off a bitch ear here. So Wait, you went from getting in the ass to not wanting to bite people ear off? Like we, this is very dysfunctional what we got going on here. I'm we feeling need to, a little vicious. Oh, ooh, we need to, oh my God. <laughs> Look, we want to welcome y'all coming back to another episode of What's the No, no Titles Necessary, Necessary Podcast. <laughs> Listen, we about to get up in there. We promised y'all that y'all was gonna have a part two of turning the turning the volume down. Yeah. And we're about to get into it. We promised you and we are delivering. So, what do we got to say on turning the voices of the black woman down? You know, it was a lot that needed to be said. So much about turning the volume down because depending on who's looking at the situation it can be um so many different things and when you hear turn the volume down you hear loud you hear boisterous Mm -hmm. you hear um obnoxious and sometimes it's not just that sometimes it's just turning down the meaning of the, the 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 meaning of what you're saying sometimes it's the passion turn it down it's the 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 love of something turn it down it's just too much but what if that's how the person is? I mean, like some people speak with their passion. They speak, or like say most women <laughs> who speak with their hands and they're all over the place with their hands. Me? But if that's the way that they communicate. That's not an issue. Right. But most people look at that as a threatening issue when the hands go a certain way or you start to see the one finger in the air. And the eyes like, roll. All the way to the, the back of your pop. head. You know. Right. So I get what you're saying in that embodied language, but that's still no reason to want to turn down the voice of the woman. Like, because what she's saying holds some type of validation or, or holds some substance to it. It does. It does. And I think in, in you miss what goodness will come if you turn it down, if you always turn it down. And then that's when the miscommunication happens. And then when there's no communication, there's no one accord. Like, you're not on one accord anymore. Okay. You get what I'm saying? So right. sometimes it's not... Um, you have to look at it for what it is. Sometimes, like you said, it's just passion. Or if you met me and I was very expressive when you met me, that's how I express myself through my hands. I could be doing that in a wonderful way. I could be doing that in a angry way. That's just how I present myself. Mm-hmm. But I think a lot of people uh, in this situation of turning the volume down, a lot of men turn the volume down on issues. They turn the volume down on feelings. They turn the volume down on um, just confronting certain things that need to be done. And it's not really, it could be loud in a sense, in another sense of of, of saying, you know, not volume wise, but. Okay, but is it, but but we always talk about timing too though, right? So, because I'm not, I'm not saying that what the woman 
wants to deal with that whether that be that issue that conversation that is not important but at the same time it's still kind of like trying to find even ground of when to talk about it because sometimes that voice can become obnoxious and we could begin begin to dilute that voice when mm-hmm. the timing like if you're just getting off work you don't want to talk about certain stuff because you're still trying to come off off a long day of work right. that, but okay. some people will hit you right when you come through the door and it's like wait wait come on man i just and so most dudes are just sit in their car and most dudes I've heard, they'll take an extra ride around the block. And they take an extra five or ten minutes to come home. And it's not that they are doing anything malicious or anything, but it's like, look, I don't want to have to go into this tornado that I'm about to go into. So before I go into it, let me go ahead into my little, get my little peaceful mode. And and that part I did learn. I learned that early in my years with my husband, I learned that um, you got to give a man a minute. And, mm-hmm. and some women are like that. You got to give me a minute, right. you know. And I do think some women have traits like men sometimes. Like, I take a, block, uh, a drive around the block, too. Shit, I sit in my car. How many times you don't call me? I'm like, I'm in my car. <laughs> well, why are you because, in your car? Because I, I, I need to breathe. I need, I need, I need me time. I need me time. Yeah. And, but I, I think on that level, women often wonder if now is not the right time, depending on the man you have, because some men are – um, extremely passive in a way where they may never confront that issue. They may never come back. So when is covering it up is, is right dealing time? with it for them. Exactly. So it's like, is there ever a good time? And I feel like if a man is not happy in his everyday, when is it a good time? Because you could be having financial issues for months on end. I could never have a, a conversation with you. I can never speak softly. Even if I'm speaking softly, it's nothing I can say the timing is never right to confront that issue so it's like what so we're stuck in assumption mode which is not good but if they're if you're not talking we can't we don't have anything to go on so when is it a right time to 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 bring up issues if he's in that state of mind where he's never wanting to talk i I don't there's no right set time right you know it's just it's just knowing the person that you're with and knowing those pockets that you could kind of sneak it in there it may be as soon as they come out the shower it may be while you're serving them dinner hey baby i'm gonna send you a text today uh baby doing dinner tonight can we talk about this certain issue you know i'm not trying to mess up your day or anything but but we really need to get down to the bottom of this because what happens is things like pertaining to bills so you have a man who's passive and you constantly telling him that I want to deal with this issue, baby. We got 60 days. We're behind on this, baby. Now it's 90 days, baby. And he just, hey, we'll get to it when we get to it. And then the eviction come or the uh, right. they and come back and, and, and what uh, repo it. Mm-hmm. Right. And then now he's throwing the world on you. Yeah. Right. And it's like now it's not fair because I was asking your ass right. a long time ago. How can we talk about this? Can we? And, 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 and I think once or twice okay but if it's becoming a habitual thing where it happens all the time how do you deal with something like that so that's what prompted me um to think about the volume in terms of not so much the loudness of the conversation or you know the respect in a sense of okay i'm too loud or i'm too boisterous right. no it's more the volume of the issue right and the you know how if it's on 10 like the issue is on 10 how do you effectively deal with that so that was that we always was, say case by case and, mm-hmm. and i think now when it comes to bills you can't put that thing off because the bills roll around like every 30 days so you have to have those constant communication or those constant conversations mm-hmm. um if you're in a relationship right so you can't dull or mute down that voice because it's going to get louder and louder the closer you get to those uh due dates but when it comes to um uh, specific things like uh baby can we talk because i i, I kind of want to 
do look, look things different. Mm-hmm. You know, we've been doing right. things the same things way. Right. And you want to communicate and I that. Talk right. And Cause right. then when you spring some new shit on them, then it's like, wait, what you been wait, doing? What you been doing? Right. But it's who, like, who, who, no, who I, I've been, I've been trying to tell your ass right. my body changing and I need more shit now. Right. Or we need to, to revisit. Or just or we just want to switch it up. We've right. been together 15 fucking years. Like so many things have happened. So it's like, I think anything worth talking about, is worth having a, a you know worth having a conversation mm-hmm. and that brings me to um the conversation about how we've also had the volume turned down on us in a sense where you know what's important to us may not be as important to them so they don't handle it with care like we do but what happens to you affects us in some type of way so it it has to be important so like you talk about issues. We talked about it briefly last time, how women going into the hospital, how it's an issue for most black women. You know, they're being feed, treated unfairly. Right. And so if a man doesn't consider that important, what you're going to do when she's pregnant with your child? Now, all of a sudden it becomes a priority. But if you deal with it when it's in this infant stages, as far as the problem, mm-hmm. maybe we can come to some type of solution that when it's time for you to have your child with your woman, mm-hmm. you're not afraid when she go in the hospital. And, and I'll say that like even during this COVID, my wife had a, a surgery. And I was flipping out in the lobby room because they wouldn't allow me nowhere behind closed doors. So I'm sitting there thinking the whole time, like, yo, what the hell going on? Put me on speakerphone if you back there with a doctor. If you could cut the camera on, yo, I'm trying to figure out what's going on. So it's like these type of things we can't ignore when women have been telling us for years they're killing us in these hospitals. Yeah. And, and and it's so, it's so ha- you know, we always say the men that need to hear this is not in the room. You know how sometimes yeah. you have that moment. And you're yeah. maybe you're an exception to the rule. There are a lot not of Not all men, the time I'm learning. You know, I'm and, learning. Right. And 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 that's what it's about though, but you're you're open to learning. Right. And some people are not there. They they may never be there. And then again, they may get there in their 50s, 60s, 70s, who knows. Maybe on their deathbed, who knows. But when you're in a in a null and void environment, it makes you kind of feel unheard. Right. And and even if you bring up a conversation about someone else's situation, you know, it's probably something in the back of your mind, too, where, baby, well, what if that was me with our way that we communicate? Like, where would I be? What what would happen to us if mm. that happened to us? Mm. You get what I'm saying? Right. And I think it has to be more real to them for them to actually see it. If that makes sense, because no, seeing it. it in other people's situation and sometimes it's weird shit because they be like, damn, that's fucked up. Wow, that's fucked up. But then when it happens to you, then it's like, baby, you'll be all right. You strong. Right. You get what I'm saying? So it's like, wait a minute. I'm in the same shit she was in and how the fuck her situation look. Damn, I'm sorry. But mine is more dull down because if you've seen my it. strength be- over the years that we've been together. So you've you've. So our thoughts have become calcified in a way where it's like, damn, you became numb to something that you should be constantly admiring. Exactly. So do you feel that being unheard makes women lash out? Yes. It makes you resentful. Okay. It makes you lash out Uh because a lack of conversation and understanding is is something that we don't really understand we 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 are communicators naturally i believe most women are verbal oh you're gonna communicate one way or another body language one one way or another you're gonna know brother and um it's 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 one of those things it feels like ignore because you know me a lover has the ability your kids and your lover have the ability to get under that skin like nobody else so he knows your triggers. He knows what makes you mad. He knows what upsets you. He knows what to say to hurt you. And to to 
it to not acknowledge certain things. Yes, it makes us lash out and it's and it's lashing out to kind of and it's going to sound kind of bad, but you lash out to get a response. It's not going to always be yeah. the response you want. Okay, and you got to go in with those risks of saying, damn, I might get that shit the way I don't want that shit, but I'm going to get that. He may give it to you to the 10th you know? degree. And it's like, well, but, but, it was- but, but then it's like, it's not like I'm just coming to you with this issue. So on some level, you don't, you, why are you going off on me? Like it's the first time you hearing it, mm-hmm. but we will eventually react to the bullshit. And when we do, it's like, okay, what 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 I did to you? You having a bad day? You you got your period or something? No, Negro. I've been talking to you about this shit for three months, and now it's three months, and I feel like I should have. I've been trying to talk to you for the longest, but you've been putting it off for so long, and it was so important to me. Now it's out of hand, you know. So, any re- in, so ba- oh, I'm hitting the mic over here and stuff. I'm getting anxious, y'all. This is real good over here. I'm getting so anxious over here. So, so you would say that anxious. basically, um. Any response, even if from a male, like when she's egging at him, she's she's jugging because she wants a response and it's a rash response that most women kind of will take that because they want some type of feeling and some type of emotion to come out of the man because he's been so almost comatose in in, in a, you know, state of being like he come there he's numb he watching tv he walked by you really don't address you at all so it's kind of like you know, i want some type of emotional reaction out of you instead of you just walking around here like a mannequin every day yeah i i do believe even though it doesn't it hurts you know and even though it burns a little bit it's something it's a reaction to something it's a feeling it's it's okay at least now i know it bothers him whereas before he never even expressed how he felt about it so at least i know he's probably dealing with some shit that i don't even know like is it bigger than me um i used to have issues like that and i used to wonder is it me because a lot of times i think in relationships you just think okay it's not the job it's not this it's not that it's me you go to you first because I, it, for me, I can't speak for every woman, but I go to me first because I want to be able to fix, because I can fix what's going on with me. Right. If it's fixable, I can fix what's going on with me. Okay. So if, if it's me, then that means let me get me together. All right. So if it's not me, then let us talk about what we can do about that thing. Okay. Because when, when, when it comes off like that, you just feel like it's you. At first, because right. it's like, wait, did I do something? You literally go through the mental stages of, did I say something? Okay, wait, let me go right, back. Trying and to think. rewind the movie. You back retract, to see. yeah. You go back to like, let me see. No, I didn't do shit wrong. But you know, maybe, maybe. Okay, so you ask, was it? Did I do something? Did I say something that bothered you? Uh, no. Uh, okay. Okay, so is it something that maybe we can fix? And then it sounds like interrogation because now we digging to to help because. I ain't catch you after work. Uh, it, uh, you ain't watching a football game. You know, we sitting at dinner. You know, it's always so that, and it never really feels like it's the right time. So, then in, the, in those instances, then then you're dealing with an individual when we're talking about a male or a counterpart, um, a spouse. Mm-hmm. You're dealing with a man who hasn't dealt with his own battles, right? Mm-hmm. So he's still fighting within himself. So how can he let somebody into a war zone that he himself is trying to escape, right? Mm-hmm. So he doesn't want to be there. He doesn't want to be in his own skin. He hate where he came from. He hate the people he came from. He hate everything that that brought him to where he is. And he and and 
in a lot of instances, to be honest, a lot of brothers hate what they are right now. They feel like they should be doing way more in life. They feel like they should be further in their career. And they feel like, uh, it's, we talked about it last time, that misdirected anger. Right, right. right. So the woman is taking the blunt of it, but it's not necessarily her, her, her battle, battle to fight. Yeah. But then when she starts egging him to get the answer out of him, the lashing out comes out because it's like, I don't want to talk about it. Just shut up. And it's kind of like, it's not you, baby, but just, just it's please. boiling on the inside. And, and see, and that was, brings me to the, my next question, right? Because it's just naturally is just going in the direction of my next question. Uh-huh. So my next question is, do you think that there is a level of insecurity in a man that that actually tries to silence a woman? And he's doing that to regain power? Is it an insecurity thing? On, like insecurities it doesn't have to be body insecurity it could be any type of insecurity right. m- monetary insecurities it can be insecurities on sex life it could be anything right and then so depending on the insecurity is where you're able to trace it back to if it's an insecurity of, of a woman being able to tell him what to do or advise baby i, I Maybe we should do this. Shut up. I don't want to hear your voice. I don't want to hear nothing you got to say. If I want to hear you, I'll ask you. Until then, shut up over there in the corner and just sit there. That probably is a man that's dealing with an issue that had an abusive mother verbally who probably told him he wasn't going to be nothing in life. Every time she saw him, he reminded her of his dad who's no longer in his life. So you have all of these issues. Now, when it comes to what you said with the sex part now, that's another thing. Because he probably had a bad experience coming up. He probably got clowned. He probably got American Pie when it got spread around the whole school type thing. So you got all of these issues. But then again, we go back to that root, unresolved issues that he's not dealing with and that he's throwing this on you. And so I can't even put this all on the man because as a woman, you ought to be vetting and questioning this stuff beforehand. In defense of the women, I'm going to say this. Depending on how long you've been with someone, you don't meet a man in their full insecurities. You don't meet a man the way you leave him. I don't care what nobody say. You meet him. Sometimes you meet you a meet, man. What, on is, his, what I, Erica said, you meet his representative? Yes, you meet his representative. His, 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 we meet y'all representative re- too. Well, I mean, in our lace fronts and our lace fronts and makeup sometimes. But Dump it in the pool, but, fellas, and watch it all disappear. Whatever. <laughs> whatever. Go ahead, go ahead. But, yeah. So, um. I do believe you don't meet a man the way you leave a man. Like the, when you meet a man and I think women are the same way. Like you said, you don't, I, you think a woman will, well, some women, some women know they got the red flags. They was ignoring them shits. They get them. But you got some women that actually met some man at their highest point of confidence or they had a job. They had a car. They had some shit. They was in school. They was happy. They was living life. They was whatever. And then over time, life started biting it and getting in that ass. And then things started to happen. And you just happened to be there for the ride. And they change. And men men don't realize how much they change. Men just think, okay, I still got the same beard. I got the same bald head. I got the same shirt from 10 years ago. I'm the same nigga. No, you're not. Just like we change, our bodies change, our mental change. Everything changes. And it's up to us to communicate what those changes are along the way. Right. But men change. Okay, yeah, everybody changes. Like every, Everything changes except the sun and the moon still being up there, rotating around. Okay, with what you said, right? So you said this guy, he has all these accolades, accomplishments, and achievements and things like that. So are you describing a man um, whose insecurity formed when things started to get snatched away from him? 
or like I'm trying to see where you're going because you. Well, mentioned- I wouldn't say snatched away. I would just say circumstances may have happened. Certain circumstances, because in some situations they create their own havoc. It's not always snatched away from them. It's decisions that was made that put them in the position that they in. Right. So and and because of that same manly thing, it could be well I'm the man in the house. I make all the decisions. So you made that decision, which fucked us all up. So now it's our issue because I was on that ride with you. But it's not always something that was snatched away. I think it was more or less something that was not um, given in the same uh, in the same way or looks different. So sometimes it's an addition that brings that feeling. We can have children that could bring about that that feeling because now the money is less than it used to be, mm-hmm. and my car don't look like it used to because now I got little crumb snatches now, right. and and I got crumbs and shit in my car, and I can't be like that bachelor style nigga no more because I got kids. So sometimes the addition you love that addition to your family, but sometimes it strips you of who you are too. And the reason I was saying that because we was dealing with the insecurity, right? Mm-hmm. So. Sometimes the insecurity of a person is also the thing that drives them through to their success, right? Mm-hmm. So somebody who hasn't had a father or a parent in their life, right? So they, they're very needy, per se, right? Mm-hmm. But they still have a drive to go after what they want because they never had growing up. So it could be used. Were the needs explained? Like that goes to communication like, together. Like when you when you meet somebody and like if I meet someone and he's confident, uh-huh. he got a job or he got a car, like we said, he got all of his accolades or whatever. Right. But he also got those issues of insecurity that lie in him where he didn't have a father, he didn't have a mother, he didn't have parents. Are those things expressed to me then? Probably not. Probably probably because you, you you probably think that you never have to deal with it again once you're over it, but. We all know how life goes in cycles and you'll be presented with certain things if you didn't really deal with it. Right. Another challenge will present itself where it, 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 it'll kind of expose you. Right. And then exposure comes to the one you lashing out on at a moment when you've when so much resentment is built. Now you want to tell me about your issues of what you the lack thereof growing up. And now I'm supposed to feel some type of way towards that issue when I had no understanding. Women are more understanding than men make us out to be. So if you came to us in the beginning and said, you know, I I, I got all of this shit because my dad Just wasn't around, you know, I want to do and, it, fellas. <laughs> <laughs> see, you see, and then how can you combat with that, ladies? How can you combat with that? What you so, mean? Your actions have shown. No. Just tell me the truth. If you messing with the bitch, just let. Okay, well that's different right, shit. You gonna tell that. me if you messing with the bitch now? <laughs> you gonna tell me if you messing with the bitch now? No, that's a totally no, different situation. Wait, no. You know what I'm saying? Like your past situations, like right. you know, issues of resolve that you hadn't really fully resolved. Like you know, I grew up without my dad. That should come up in natural conversation in dating. That should be. Not all the time. I know, but then think about the lashing that comes when you really have to deal with it. The longer it comes, the longer you take to talk about it festers, right? So what if I'm around for that festering moment when you just decide to blow the fuck up that day? Or you just saw somebody, you just saw your daddy drive by and you ain't even, he didn't even recognize your ass because he didn't see you in so long. You mad now and you bring that shit home to me. And I'm like, what's going on? And you know, I ain't never see that motherfucking nigga. And, and then I get it. You get what I'm saying? Okay, we're dealing with that on the insecurity and we talk about it being exposed, right? Mm-hmm. So... Negative exposure, especially to a man, like especially if it's something he's hidden and now it's something public that brings on a type of embarrassment. Right. And so 
that embarrassment makes people react in different ways. Some people close in, some people lash out. It's almost like a grieving process. Like, so um, with men in that insecurity, yeah, a lot of them try to walk around with a lot of machoism. But they really know who wear the pants in the house. And we know a happy woman keeps a happy, you know, house. So it's how we deal with that exposure. And I think most times when women see those deficiencies in a man, they start throwing it in his face. Hmm, not all women, but some. Most I said women, some. Yeah, they some throw women. it in his face instead of help him deal with it. Right? And that's where you get a man who no longer wants to open up to you because of how you dealt with what he or how you mistakenly came upon this, whatever it may be, or he but told you one time. Too. But we, we, you asked me about why yeah, men's so, insecurity. So I'm saying in that aspect, if we if we give, if we show you a skeleton in, in our closet, hoping that you'll cover us, but you expose us even more, you throw it in our face every time we have an argument or a disagreement and things like that. Like, you think I'm going to come around and do it the second time? No. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna do it again because of the way you treated me the first time. So now when you want to talk about certain stuff with what I'm going through, um, now we have women, oh, he don't ever want to tell me how his day doing or or what's what's going through in his head. Yeah, because he's probably tracing a time where you didn't handle it right. But is that where you charge it to my head or you charge it to my heart? If if I had never seen you that way. I'm not justifying it. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. But and and this is not not even justification, it's more of like understanding just to put it out there to the people. Right. If I had never been exposed to that side of you, you have to understand the shell shock on my side too. Sure. It I, I okay, so now this looks like Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde type shit because I ain't never see this side of you, babe. I wait. So now we have to readjust and then we have to say, okay, so what triggered that? But but you got to get you know. to a place where he's comfortable in dealing with it with you. And that's right? the thing. Okay, so let me ask you this. Is it too late in some relationships to get to that point of repair? No, it's never. It's, it's never too late, but some people's tolerance level runs out, right? So when you think about those 30, 40, 50 year marriages, they'll tell you they had so many periods throughout where it was like, hey, we went through about a 10 year stretch. It was the worst ever. We was done. We walked away from each other. Blah, blah, blah. Whatever you, we've seen those extremes, but they somehow worked it out. Somehow the universe brought it back together. Somehow they was forced to have to come back in each other's life and deal with it in one way or another. And those instances happen. But yeah, it's, it's not case always. By case. Yeah, it's not always. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it's just the tolerance level. Because you could be like, man, I've been dealing with this for you for 15 plus years. I've been asking. I've been begging. We done went to counseling. I done got your mama. I done got my mama. I done got everybody to talk about it. And you still don't want to talk about it? So guess what? I'm out the door now. Peace out. Okay, so I, you know, love all of that. Because we we as women also all often want to hear from the men to hear what they have to say because we talk to each other shit we don't learn about men talking to each other <laughs> shit we need to talk to the men but, but to understand the men but that's a part of that healing and those insecurities that it's going to take a man talking to another man or a man yes. talking to a male I because absolutely agree sometimes we need that validation from a man to become a male we just males or you right. feel like you're in that situation by yourself so it's like when you hear from other men and then they come not only letting you know I've been there and this is what you do. I think resolve have to come too, like some type of understanding because some men just hear, oh, yeah, man, man, my wife got a thousand pair of shoes. Man, your wife too? Damn, I thought that was just me. You know, and they, they got a lot of things in common, but a lot of times how to fix it. This is how you fix it, man. Right. 
I, I think the fixing is what the like a lot of the problem too because they all have something in common because in these relationships but sometimes a man is like okay we got that in common but dude how do I fix it? it it's not the the common part. Like at least part. an it's idea because of we're how to fix so it. different and we're so unique like even if I say we, we we're arguing every time you be like I'm arguing every every week as well but it's about two totally different abstract things right? But a man needs another man. Just like the women, we, you've said it countless times. Women talk with each other. Mm-hmm. We don't talk to each other about those type of issues. We bring our successes to each other. We brag about what we're doing. We brag about the accomplishments right. we have. But we never come right. with those weaknesses and say, brother, I really need help. I really need help. Right. We fear being clowned, like you said right. before, right? Or an older guy that's there to guide you because he's already walked that path. So it's sometimes not somebody right. You you need to keep them OGs. Listen, keep them the OGs, OGs are important. Life. Even them old girls, keep them old girls in your life too, because baby, they'll teach you some stuff too. Oh yeah, big you know, mamas. Them big mamas, honey. They huh? teach you how to keep your man. Huh? Yes, baby. This and cut somebody you at the same time. Baby. My grandma ain't take no from Hot no grits. man, but I know she. Hey. Okay, so I have one more question for the Good. brothers. Since you want to hear from the brothers as much as I want to hear from the black woman. Okay, ahead, so bro. for the brothers. Do you think ego is one of the reasons for women to be driven away in relationships? Like, do you think this whole ego trip of this is what you got to do because I'm the man and this is what happens because I run the house. Do you think it's an ego thing that drives the women away in a lot of instances? I know it's case by case, but you you get what I'm saying? You got a period of time because what I was going to start it off with is that that ego comes from a religious standpoint and comes from a society standpoint. So when religion saying that man rules, man is the head, man is this, and it's constantly saying man, 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 yeah, you're going to have that that kind of form of thinking where, hey, I'm the man around here. I wear the damn britches. Shut your damn... Like, you have that mentality begin to form through that. And then when you go through society, society kind of shows us something different that religious has shown us because we've talked about Big Mama actually running the houses in the black community. Right. Like, Granddaddy may have been there, but he always sat in the corner with a cool cigar in his mouth and just chilled and had a and drink under the tree. his bill. But th- listen, and, and do what she he, ran do what he the house. She ran the house. She raised the kids. She pretty much set everything in order. So ego does have something to do with it, but it still comes from a mentality that's been passed down through centuries, man. Like, it's yeah. it's... And that's why I was thinking, how do you get, like, how do you change it? Like, is it something you just change or just something that you just ignore and grow from in your own relationships? Mm-hmm. Because it's so far gone. It feels so far. The conversation has to be had, but it has to be desired by both sides. Right. So this is how it has to be a point where the man got to say, tell me what's the issue with us mm-hmm. and vice versa. And we got to be willing to hear whatever those differences are, whatever those things. We may, we may, we may not want to hear nine out of ten of those things, but at least we're able to sit down and have the conversation together, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Because one of my problems is in, in watching social media, watching the things going on throughout society, when you watch that, we're quick to say something when a black woman is harmed by police or in a system, but we're very quiet when the perpetrator is a black man. Yeah. That's the issue. Yeah. Or even or even stepping in in a lot of situations where the police are not even involved. It could be a pedestrian issue and somebody can mess with a black woman and another black man don't step in. You know what I'm saying? He just records instead. It's like what happened to the strength behind um, 
you know, uplifting these women. And we feel like we won't have to protect ourselves if we had protectors around us. Right. You know, so um, I, I do agree. I do agree um, on a lot of that. Yeah, that thing was crazy. Because I remember the story not too long ago where a teacher from my alma mater, Norland, actually um, was killed by the... Principal uh, or something. Assistant, assistant principal, principal or something yeah. like that, right? And so what you saw with that was an uproar from the women in the community. You know what I'm saying? The men were very silent. And and sometimes I think the disgust of most black women is we want y'all to just come and say something on our behalf. Just say something. And, and, I, and, and that's the thing, I think, what made part two come about. Like, um, in my mind of dealing with different people and different males and mm-hmm. um, seeing different relationships – all people want is for you to just say something. Remember that song? It's a song called Say Something, I'm Giving Up On You. No matter what you do, I'm feeling so small. It's like it's a whole song about how they about to give up on you. Like, just say something. I'm giving up on you here. Like, and I'm feeling so small right now because this is over my head and, and I don't know what to do now. You know what I'm saying? Yep. The song is a beautiful song. I can't remember who made it, but... That, that, it, it all we want you to do is just say something. Say something, something and I'll say this. Because we want to see but, the acknowledgement. I'll say this. Say something, but also being present. Because as a husband of 13 years, I'll tell you this. There's most most times where my wife will come in and she'll be going through whatever with, with work, her business, and things like that. And she doesn't want me to say a thing. She just want me to be there with open arms. Just to hug her. Yeah, just to hold her for a second. Just So just our presence and our voice, but yeah. it's knowing when to to implement which yeah. right and sometimes we need to we need to stand up and say something for the women and other times we need to stand up and be present for them mm-hmm. we have to be a shield we also got to be like so it's you have this and this women duality. look for that women look for protection no matter how much we could protection. defend ourselves protection. i said protection uh-uh. i said protection <laughs> so we look for protection we look for somebody to guard and shield our hearts and our minds and our bodies because we fight every fucking day we leave our homes and, and every day we, we deal with inner struggles. We deal with all kind of stuff. We deal with the children. We deal with life. And we look for consistency in our mate to just be consistent in presence mm-hmm. and to just be there to just know that um, if anything go down, I know that brother right there. Right. Ain't going to let nothing happen to right. me. And when you don't have that, we kind of build an extra shield of protection around ourselves, which guard it, guards us in a way where it looks un, um, unapproachable or it looks right. um, you like wanna, yeah, you don't want to yeah, be bothered or it looks like, you yep. know, um, get the away from me. It's not that. It's more like, okay, I'm in guarding. I'm guarding my yep. heart. Yep. I'm guarding yep. myself and I'm protecting my yep. space yep. and I'm looking out for that sister mm-hmm. and that sister because she probably got a brother that ain't looking out for her either because I ain't got one. Okay. And then, you know, and then I got one at home that don't look out for me. So, um, girl, I got you. You know, so it, we and then that's where the sister sisterly bond comes from. Right. And and um, we look out for each other. Because, yeah, maybe we had to start looking out for each other because all our men are getting put in prison. Maybe we had to look out for each other because they're being brutalized. Maybe we had to look out for each other for whatever reason. Or maybe they weren't raised. Across seas, the men have to leave for months to go out hunting and stuff like that. So the women naturally came together and just had that nice tribe with each other. But but you said something, though. It's like you you feel nowadays that it's kind of forced because it's a a form of protection. It is. Like you can't go out. That's what it feels like. No, it has to be. It has. And it has. 
has to feel like it's you're doing it because it's what I need. Mm-hmm. It's what I is what I have to do. Right. Because you don't we don't want to walk around feeling like guarded. We want to feel free. We want to be able to be expressive. We want to be able to have happy conversations and not just oh yeah, my man. Um, now I'm glad you went there because you said that you you want to be free and express yourself. I, I'm glad you brought up that because ah the the new video that just came out and everybody Man, on social and um, and, um Cardi B WAP 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 whatever they talking about all kind of sex ass, wet coochie wet right, so, right mhm there's some okay, holes so, in this yeah, yeah that one the old Luke uh sample right. um so. With that, right? Do you think that the reason why most men or most people turn down the black women's voice because when they say something, it's something of what we would quote unquote say ratchet. Ratchetness is nothing that's upbuilding. Is nothing that's empowering. Well, is nothing. Like just, it's a question. Well, you know, you just mentioned Luke. Luke. I, I did. Luke I said did. some derogatory. Some like he done said it's a lot of shit. Now that the women, but see the thing that I the thing that I want to say is this. I think men have an issue with the fact that we can call ourselves whatever we want to call ourselves, and we could say this is what I do. But but, but wait a minute now. Ooh. But when men, there's still that bitch, bitch, that bitch, that oh hey bitch, hey bitch. You could do that That's to another. But when a man say bitch, what's the oh oh girl? He just called me a bitch. Oh no, I know he didn't just call me a bitch. I now mean, but you let women them, you are let talking. To, women are being. Bitch. I mean, that, I mean, that's what I'm saying. Because he considers that don't count, but a woman, he considers himself a woman, right? Now, but when when WAP or WAP came out, okay, they are speaking like from a sexual expressive sexual place. Expressive place. Right. Now, two chains and, and Rick Ross can do it. Two chains can do it. Drake can do it. Anybody can do it. But when women do it. It's an issue and we slut shit. You get what I'm saying? But no, I like my ass licked. I like this and I like that. Why I can't say that shit? You get what I'm saying? You get what I'm saying? <laughs> Listen, we got hair shaking up in here. We got hair shaking up in here. So it's a very controversial song right now. It's a controversial song and I think most people believe uh, why are they coming out with this type of music with the climate of everything going on with the racial injustice and things like that. My whole take is like this. One, if you don't like it, just turn move past it. Just shut up and keep going. Just turn it and off two. or jam to the old beat and look at it as an old mix. Right. But I believe Andre 3000 said, uh, of Outkast said years ago, he said, listen, man, there needs to be a balance of music. It can't all be, um, it can't all be uplifting, empowering to the community, black power this, yeah. or it can't always be strip club music, or it can't always be gospel. Like, you have them certain moments, like, like even when you talk about gospel, like, you're not, yeah. you're not making babies you're to no gospel making, music. Well, I mean, I ain't gonna lie that, um... So you got Kurt Franklin in the ride with the legs wide open? My feet so wackadam. I'm gonna need you to get out of this dominatrix <laughs> stuff. Get out of this dominatrix <laughs> stuff. We ain't nobody tying nobody up. Ain't nobody whipping okay. nobody around here, okay? Okay. <laughs> 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 break it all the way back, Toddy. Uh, no, but but you know what? People are talking about the WAP song, but they but they also the, but the publicity of how they handle um, verses with Rick Ross and Two Chains calling them women oh, essential yeah. workers. Oh, like, oh, okay, yeah. so what's up with that yeah, shit? You get what I'm saying? They had strippers on there, and they was talking about essential workers and all that. It's like, hello, so, but but you want to rag on point. the WAP. No, but I, you don't want to rag on the two chains verse. Now we had clean ass versus episodes. I don't get to watch them all. I probably watched like one or two of them. Mm-hmm. 
and they were clean and good and wholesome and they and I mean, they it was good. We had the Jill Scott, then, Erica Badu. I mean, you got you had the Teddy Riley's and right. the baby, baby faces, face, and, right? You know, but then you get the two chains and the big mouth and the booty shaking everywhere yeah. and dollars. Right. Or even how um, what, what was the one who had the quarantine? Uh, a uh, no, um, Tory Lanez. And he used to have the girls on there. I think he got banned on there for one time because he was bringing strippers all through the stuff like that. So, yeah, I agree with you. It's a double standard. It feels like the respect is gone, in a sense. Well, listen, this, this, this. Hold up. You got something for me. Now, I just want to ask this question, and Erica could chime in as well as a black woman. Can you can you take a black man serious, or is it harder to take a black man serious in our community today? When they take your trauma and turn it into jokes, when okay. you will see, when you see it, so just say, just what a com- on a comedian level, Not like a comedian, or just like somebody trying to make. Now, when comedians tell jokes, that that is sprinkled with truth, so they're right. still trying to get a message across. So the best comedians still have a message, even if they're making a joke of something, right. whether with Dave Chappelle and Candace Owens, like he got his point across. But I'm saying you, so you see these guys on your friends list, on your Instagram, on your Twitter, and all of this type of stuff, and you see the way they react to other black women when they're going through trauma, whether it be Jada, whether it be Meg Thee Stallion, or whether it be when Monique was going through everything, and you see this from the men. Does that make you feel even more hesitant? Like, I'm really out here on my own. Like, my black men really don't have my back. Yes, Toya, Erica over here thinking about it hard. There's a question, huh? Okay, okay, because... And I, I want to say this. Same. Peer pressure is a motherfucker. I'm just going to say that because sometimes a lot of this feels like monkey see, monkey do. I'm going to just say it. I'm gonna do that. it and is. I'm going to laugh it off and I'm going to just jigga, mm-hmm. jigga. Or the, the, best thing, the best thing I can say that I've done since I've had Instagram, the best thing that I can say I've seen is when you read the comments is when you yeah. finally get the meat of something. Right. You know what I'm saying? So right. I, I know that when... um. We got to wrap it up. Go ahead, get that phone Okay. Uh, I tried, but then I saw the hand. Yeah, I did and it too. Was she like, was oh, Listen, Erica started throwing shit. the hand up, y'all. We got to wind it up in yeah, here. Yeah, we got to so. wind it up. But but I can, on some level, say, um, yeah, I got to not per se just look out for him, but I look at the way of the world. Because a lot of 40 something and 50 somethings have changed to migrate themselves into this new society. And, mm-hmm. and that's women and men. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So some and that's women, good and bad, too. But good and bad. Women, older women don't even embrace their fupas no more. Like, some of us do, shit. Some of us be like, let me suck it up, because, honey, that 30-something-year-old man might want me, because these 50-something-year-old men fucking around or whatever. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But, Erica, you got something like, to say? Yeah, yeah, Erica got something to Erica say? Erica wanted to chime in. Don't put that mic in front of me. I think for me, um, depending on who the person is, if it's someone that I could, who's on my friend list, it's someone I could speak to, I DM them on the side and be like, okay, look, I see what you was trying to do, but this affects this person and that person. Now, if they can't understand what I'm saying or they don't see, they're not um, open to the reproof, quote unquote, then I'm like, all right, cool. Then more than likely he's going to get muted off my timeline or, right. you know what I'm saying? Because I have... Or I'm going to hide that one. I'm right, not going to show that. I have... See, I can't... I, a lot of... I have what a lot of women don't have. I have strong men around me. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? So whenever I see one... Who does something off to the left? You hold them accountable. I, I, it's mm-hmm. like, oh no, 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 no. That's not. That's not how you're supposed to move. Yeah, we you know get down saying? over here, y'all. Like, like we protect our women. Mm-hmm. So after y'all finish checking out this episode, y'all go ahead over and follow us on Facebook and Instagram at No Titles Necessary, and follow us on Twitter at where 
No Titles Podcast. And if you have any questions or you have anything you want to ask us or you just want to make comments or big us up and talk your shit about us, we'll be there waiting at No Titles Necessary Podcast at gmail.com. Be easy and be out. Peace. Yo, woke up feeling good, feeling better. Thank God for this weather. What you wanna do today, yo, whatever, whatever. I'll be talking to myself, cause I know I get her. Yo, she dope and I love her. You would too if you met her. You be stupid to let her slip out of your vision. She be on the next flight for you see that she missing. And I know you don't get it, I just need you to listen. Yo, never let a nigga mess with your intuition, man. I don't listen to what people say.